Hey Tim. Hey Dan. How you, you going? Yeah, good. Do That's you, good. Would you like a joke? Uh, yeah. All right, cool. Um, what happens to elves when they are naughty? Uh, what? Santa gives them the sack. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, did you say that in a? I took that in a in a the way it filthy sounds. way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Santa has his right, sack. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim. And today on the pod podcast, podcast, podcast. You get the sack, Dan. Watch out. Not again. Uh, today on the podcast is Mike Mortlock, repeat guest, yeah. friend of the podcast. Yes. Welcome back. I'm honoured. Thank you. This is this is appearance number three. I didn't think it would last this long. <laughs> no, well, I mean, you, you bring us all the MCG quantity, quantity Surveyors merch yeah. and uh, and excellent bottles of wine. Yeah. So excellent bottles of wine. Your backdrop is now replaced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got two bottles of Serafino there. Yeah. Now. If you've ever uh, watched... Any of our videos, you would have noticed a couple of bottles behind us. Uh, they were from Mike. We drank them recently, and now they've been replaced. Yeah, there you go. So we appreciate yes. that. That's all right. Yeah. Next yeah. time I'm back, if you continue to drink your backdrop, I'll, <laughs> I'll, re I'll replenish it. I like that system. That yeah, sounds excellent. Good system. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been, Mike? It's been a little while. I've been really good. Yeah, yeah the last the last uh, time I was on the show, and you guys were on my show, um, we did it remote. Yeah. Mm. And I think that was offered to me today, but I'm like, hang that, I'm coming south. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Despite Newcastle being COVID ground zero <laughs> yeah. at the moment. But I yep. am rapid antigen test yes. negative, as we discussed yeah. this morning. That's we, good. We do also have a glass, uh, plexiglass barrier between <laughs> us right now. So that's good. I'm going to paint a picture for the listeners. You're wearing a lovely black T-shirt as well with a logo that I recognize. It's a wine glass with some stripy things in it. And it says two drunk accountants. There you go. I love it. And we're not even on Facebook Live, so I could have worn anything. But anyway, here I'll get a photo Oops. with the... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and see, like I'm now doing a gesture that no one can see. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I love the shirt. I wear it around the house. Um, it it's helps excellent. me meet people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not the people that I normally would like to meet, but uh, nonetheless, it's good to have a network. Other drunks, yeah. other drunk accountants, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Uh, that's excellent. Well, um, should we fire away? First of all, guys, before we get into the Tim and Dan line, oh, wow. I am introducing a new segment for mm. today. Just for today, mm. you will notice I had a Christmas-related joke, mm, uh, which you both went straight into the gutter with, <laughs> with your dirty minds. Well, Tim. Santa carries a sack with I'm his not, presents. I'm not talking about okay? giving people the sack, okay? Let's just... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna um, hit you up with a pop quiz. Ooh, right pop on. Christmas quiz. Um, so it's, is it Christmas um, Christmas related? The, it is Christmas. Theme? It is Christmas related. Okay, and it's basically just to uh, give the listeners some insight into your day on Christmas and what you're expecting this year. Oh, okay. so um, if you guys would like to tell us what is your dream start to Christmas morning. Mm, what dream. do you do when you wake up Christmas Day? Do you go out to the tree? Do you, uh, do you go to the beach? Do you do 100Ks on the Peloton? <laughs> <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a break from Zwift. As, as oh, Zwift, Zwift sorry. I got the wrong, got the yeah. wrong one there. Yeah. I, I, I think my dream start would be like the start time, say 10 a.m. <laughs> like that's my dream Christmas. But nice. because I've now got... I've got two little people. One's oblivious. She's <laughs> 17 months. She doesn't know what's okay. going on. Could be Hanukkah or yeah. <laughs> Shrove Tuesday. Happy she wouldn't tough. Know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, what's this? Like, yeah. just get to rap, you know, rip stuff. Yeah. But the does. little fella, is he's five, so he, he right is jazzed it. up. He knows. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and we've been playing that, you know, I saw mummy kissing Santa Claus. So he's on the lookout. Like, he's <laughs> like that's my lady. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll be up early. But, nice. you know, like, it's nice to sort of uh, to, 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 to get that sort of enthusiasm that only children can have. Mm. You know, I think Michael Jackson talked a little bit about it, but that went, <laughs> that went completely the wrong way. But when he was sort of saying things about he lost his childhood and yeah. it's nice to see the world through a child, I was like, yeah, I, that's, I get you, Michael, but that yeah. was yeah. 10 we don't years now. Yeah. before. 
now it's we distance. Um, so yeah, like I'll, I'll be very excited by proxy with my, my like little that. fella. So um, so in the morning maybe you'll leave some like uh, half-eaten cookies out, and some some carrots. And We've got carrots already, so I've beautiful. got to sort of chew the top off them, nice. and I normally hoik them into the neighbour's yard. <laughs> but they have they have goats occasionally. So. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, perfect. What about you, Dan? Uh, well, I don't have any kids, um, yeah. so but my morning. Christmas is a pretty big deal in in my family, yeah. and we have v- many many various events going on uh, over Christmas. So I think um, what I will be doing will be getting up, um, you know, going to the Christmas tree with Cat, yes, having a nice morning to ourselves, yeah. Uh, but then we'll go to my mum's place where there's always a big serving of pancakes and mimosas. I was so, going to say mimosas, yeah. Yeah. mimosas, yeah. Gangster. Yeah. I thought you said the cat for a second, but I realised, oh no, he's yeah. talking about his yeah. partner. Pick up the cat, go yeah. to the tree. Go to the, yeah, go to the tree with the cat. You get some presents. I was just, cat immediately nip. it sort of sounded a little bit sort of tragic. It's like, oh, don't worry, Sniffles. Like ne- <laughs> Next year there'll be a lady of the house and we won't be alone. No, it's a woman. It's, it's, it's that, was only, that was too. only last year, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't have to do that this year. His dreams came true. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, guys, uh, what is the Christmas food? So, you've already said pancakes, Dan, but mm. I'm talking lunch here. Mm. In Australia, it's Christmas lunch. Mm. What is your go-to Christmas food? Uh, so, in, yeah, we have a big family to do at lunch. Uh, it includes uh, roast, uh, roast pork, roast Raw turkey. Pork. <laughs> yeah, uh, roast turkey, uh, big seafood, lots of prawns, oysters, uh, massive salads, followed by lots yes. of desserts, Mars bar slice, fruit oh. salads. Uh, pavlova generally nice we do the full thing i want a plus one to yeah. this yeah, shindig that's yeah. pretty cool yeah nice yeah that's what happens Beautiful. in my family shindig yeah cool what about you mike i don't Is think it? we have a traditional yeah. food mix it up each year it's just yeah i don't know your standard christmas fare mm. and then mm. the evening i actually put in there was like a a, a, a whatsapp sort of group saying put in your orders for christmas dinner so i've got okay. 12 oysters mornay oh. in the offing Beautiful. My wife's sort of saying like, oh, like that's a lot. It's a bit excessive. It's like, that's all I want for dinner. <laughs> like, but we need to set a good example to the children. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Oysters. Don't Oysters have, are really healthy. Yeah, all the food groups. Yeah, fantastic I mean, for men. Men's it's, health. It's Christmas. Yeah. They'll be up to their eyeballs and chocolate by that time yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, okay. And uh, last and, and not least, what do you guys want from Santa this year? What's on your wish list? Um, A a drop in the housing market (laughs) would be great for me, for personally. Listing volumes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that might be happening. I mean, mean, you can hope. Interest rates could be on the rise Mm -hmm. next year, so... Mm, yeah, okay. that's what I hope for. You might get might. that. <coughs> Gee, I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah, um, that's why it's a pop quiz. That's that's mm. the. It wasn't Omicron. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone told me this morning that the 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 acronym Omicron reverses like moronic. So it's like <laughs> it's like a scam. Well, that's it interesting. Kind of is. Yeah. yeah, I like uh, that. Omicron shingles. No, it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I've, I think like I've had a pretty good year. I think nice. I, I want more of the same. Do you cool. remember? Do you remember when people were saying, "Oh, you know, don't worry. Twenty twenty was a write off. Twenty twenty one will be better." And then uh-huh. it was sort of the same. Yeah. I was one of those people. Yeah, I made that mistake. Yeah, yeah. I think we've, we can only go up from up from here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, more of the same. Just a normal like year would be good. Yeah, just like a year of just things going just the way they normally do. Yeah. Just boring stuff. Just boring stuff. Although yeah, I am cool. getting married, so that's fun. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so he, wa- he wants listing volumes and then he sort of ignores this this whole life event where he's marrying his cat. Well, yeah, that's already happening though. <laughs> well, right. He's got to have a house to have the engagement party in. Yeah, so Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Happens soon. Uh, listings are coming. You'll, you'll, you'll get it. Yeah. And, and like there's a gap between the peak craziness, a lot of transactions have happened. Now there's a bit more sort of slowing down and stability because mm. people weren't wanting to sell their house because they're like, well, we've got to buy in this market. And they're yeah. like, it's too risky. Mm. But now right? they're hearing, oh, it could be the peak. And yeah. Like throw a house on the market quick. Yeah. yeah. And so there's the gap between mm. like when uh, internal migration, mm. the students come back where you'll have a real sweet spot in the early part of next year. Mm. I've, I've got mm. high hopes. Yeah, yeah, we're confident. We're confident. Yep. 
Uh, Tim, you didn't answer any of these questions yourself. Yeah, uh, well, I'm gonna just okay. Well, I'll tell you what I want for Christmas, and it's yeah. just a, it's just an end to world hunger. So uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim, go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the same button, yeah. <laughs> and you know exactly where it was. So I saw yeah. you press it. It wasn't like <laughs> is it third from the? You must press that a lot. Yeah, I did. That's Tim for you. Uh, you need a no, Tim button. No, look, I'm the same. I don't know what I want for Christmas. Mm. I'm useless these days. When I was a kid, mm. I was so decisive. I want a boogie board mm. or like a video game. All that but sounds these good. These days, I'm just like, I could have all that, but mm. headband. Really yeah, haircut. Yeah, <laughs> the hair is glorious. <laughs> I, I I want to be better at golf. Actually, oh, yeah. that's one thing I want for Christmas. Yeah, and you can't really buy that. <laughs> some things you just—it's too much, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> too much to ask for, and you've got to set your expectations. Far. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, Dad. <laughs> you've reached your peak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. All, All right. right. Well, thanks for participating, guys. I, yeah, you're glad welcome. We could learn a bit more about your Christmas activities. Yeah. That was good fun. But I was worried. I thought it was going to be, you know. The tradition started in what year? Yeah. And rumour right. has it because of, of historical cropping records that Jesus was actually born in what month? And I'm like, yeah. oh. No, no, no luckily, luckily I didn't put that much research into it. It was just, <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? What do you eat? What do you want? Easy as. Good. Yeah. Let's do a, a very quick Tim and Danlow, Tim. Okay. Uh, what, what is, is the Tim, Tim and Danlow? Very quick, uh, my shingles are healing up. Hey! So, yeah, that has been a constant theme in the last three weeks. And so... Congratulations. Just a quick update, just a shingle update, shingle date. I feel like you should be quite... <laughs> I think sh- shingle date, you should yeah. be quite proud of that healing time, Dan. It was... It was quick. It's quicker than, than the usual, Tim. You know, Go my you. my body, although was down in the dumps and gave myself shingles, yeah. um, it rallied. I was going to say... With the help yeah. of some um, antiviral medication. Yeah, so all you need is antivirals. Yeah. Just medication. Yes, this is a public service announcement to all those listening. If you have a random burning and sensitive sensation in a part of your body, typically one side of the body, torso generally... Not it, the undercarriage. Yeah. Burning and stingers are it, different. It can be the undercarriage. <laughs> really? Just to be clear, it can what? be the undercarriage. Oh I, my I, in my research, I then got very concerned. shingles, I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> please don't be something else. If you, if you have burning of any type, uh, go to the doctor. If your doctor's close, do the doctors in demand and what I like to call the script doctor, and he'll just give you anything. Right. Actually, that's actually yeah. a very good tip. Yeah. Uh, very good that, tip. I think that saved you from potentially having shingles pain over Christmas. Yeah, it did. So, I think wow. it did. Mm. So they just show up and they go, here's my prescription pad. I'm going to turn around and turn back in 15 seconds. Dude was in his car. Really? It's just a video. It didn't even look at him. I said, I think you got shingles. He said, Great, I'll send you a text for a script. And I just, went to, the, I just went to the. I could have said, I've got glaucoma and I need medical marijuana. It would have been great. I'll send you a script. Let's take this off here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but what was he doing in his car if he knew he had appointments coming through? I think he's just a, a GP who just on the weekend gets some extra cash by being. Because it's just whoever's available, they call you at that time. Do you reckon he like drives trucks as well? He's but he wasn't driving. Way. He was in the passenger seat. I reckon he's on his way right. to lunch and he's like, oh, I'm available for some calls. And he wanted to get me off as soon as possible it's sort to of get like, the next one. So, sort of like Uber for GPs. Yeah. I think I've got shingles. Right, oh, here it is. Like everyone comes in thinking they've got everything, yeah. and yeah. mostly cancer. Right, yeah. like everyone <laughs> yeah. thinks, True. True. you know, like I've got a headache or I yeah. bump my elbow. Yeah. I've googled it yeah. and yes. it's come up. It's cancer. cancer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I did go and confirm it with my actual GP later, but I, I knew that if you didn't get onto the meds within twenty four hours or whatever it is, they don't work. Oh, which is why I, I did doctors on demand, and I went to my doctor and I said, "This dude gave me meds." And he said, sounds right. This is a great segment. I reckon yeah. we should send away to get some of these ye olde illnesses because shingles is kind of funny. Like, yeah. Your pain and suffering is, is not as funny. But, well. But like, I, I didn't say it's not funny at all. It's just not as funny. But there's, there's probably some labs in like the Eastern Bloc that have yeah. got like um, scarlet fever. You know, yeah. all that cool stuff yeah. that doesn't happen. Let's get it sent to the two drunk accounts get let's do it we'll rub we'll smear Dan yes mm. yeah. there's a chance I've already got it yeah Oh, next week it'll be scurvy who knows <laughs> nah, I've been eating I've been eating oranges <laughs> oh no that uh, we, we did our um, Christmas hamper draft yesterday so mm. um, Dan picked Oreos and a, a bag of snakes and 
I think there was enough vitamin C in those snakes and Oreos. They, they, they say to eat all the colors yeah. and they were multicolored. So I ate, I ate green, I ate orange, <laughs> I ate yellow, all the food groups. Just a packet of M&Ms yeah. and you're done. <laughs> yeah, polish those bad boys off. All right. Speaking of orange, mm. I was there on the weekend. You were. See that segue? Damn, that beautiful. was pretty professional. That was a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> you brought it up though, which is not as professional. Shouldn't do but that. Yeah. No. no. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I, I went to Orange. A lot of great wine there. Mm. Yeah. I would I would suggest Mortimer's. So I don't know if anyone listening is a massive NRL fan or Mike, if you're an NRL fan. Sadly I take it not. Probably not. Mm. But um, Daniel Mortimer and his father, Peter Mortimer, used to play NRL. Yeah. And they were doing the wine tasting on the really? weekend. Yeah. And Peter has a very relaxed style to his wine tasting. Is that his winery? It is his vineyard. So he was tasting at his own vineyard. Yes. And he he retired from football in the 90s, Mm. bought a vineyard in Orange, didn't know a thing about wine, and opened a vineyard. And he's still going. Didn't stop him. Yeah, no. Yeah, Richie Benno had a had a vineyard, or maybe that was just the twelfth oh, man. Yeah, like, I was going to say that. Nah, I think it was the twelfth man. They might have sat on the floor. Yeah, or what something, do you yeah. mean, Lamort? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make the bugs Lamort. <laughs> yeah. um, so his style of tasting was to um, bring the bottle and say, "All right, here's the next one." He we elected a captain, and then the captain, who was Jade, was very drunk at the time. By the way, um, she poured. All of the wine mm. for the tasting. So, we were doing our own pours. Yes. Right. So, you know when you go and you get pour envy, which is like you look at the person next to you. Like, mm. Yeah. That's a lot more than I got. Yeah. Well, there was no such thing. It you was, had a gentleman's pour. Yes. That it is, was dangerous. That, that is great because I always get the raw end of the stick when it comes. And I don't know if it's because it's if, if it's tall... And they're just pouring yeah. it wrong. But it's not. Because if I put the glasses up together... Oh, really? I'm always less. Mm. And I, I'm gypped about it. I so mean, it's a public, another public service announcement. I'm upset about this. Yeah. <laughs> well, the way the Mortimers do it mm. is a, a much captain. better way. Yeah. We were pretty drunk at the end of it, though, I will say. Were they like, were you drinking reds, whites? What do they do at Mortimers? There was like nine different wines to taste. That's good gear. Yeah. Yeah. It was good wine, too. Mm. I recommend it. So Nice. Good one. Yes. This is the two drunk accountants, right? Mm. Of all the podcasts I've been on, I think there's been 15 or 20, right? I always get the questions about yours. And they're like, people say to me, like, so what? Do you just like get a cab home? (laughs) And these guys just trolleyed. Like, how do they press the buttons? And they're really disappointed to know that, like, and I I don't want to drop a scandal on this show, Mm. but I have reason to believe that on at least 99% of these, you are actually under 0.05. Yeah. You're right. And I I worry you'll lose listeners. Okay. (laughs) Well, I know I take that uh, feedback on board Mm. and uh, let's crack the red wine. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. Let's go for it then. No, I did. I heard this feedback from someone else recently and Mm. uh, Dan, we're going to have to start getting drunk on the regular. Well, we we did start the podcast. We used to have a drink Mm. every time we recorded. That became tough when we started recording Thursday mornings Mm. at 9am before work. Full day's work. It was difficult yeah. at that point. It's not a, great. This is a quitter's attitude. But, <laughs> but, but we do like to get drunk on budget night. That's budget a, night. That a is a special night for us. Night for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and sometimes we get drunk for the, the drunkies. The drunkies, uh, which is pro- probably going to be recorded within the next week. Mm, we should get drunk for that. Yeah. So um, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't yet sent us in your nomination for a drunkie, um, please do. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think what we will do is try and tee up a beer sponsor. Mm-hmm. I am in the works of trying to... Really? Yeah, I'm speaking to one of the big beer companies. Nice. Yeah. Um, Last time I listened, you had Manscaped. Is that right? Manscaped. Yeah. They were a sponsor. Oh, yes. they were. So now I'm giving them free publicity. <laughs> we don't talk about them anymore. This is like <laughs> that, it's like those super cheap was, ads. Oh, well, it was a package deal. I mean, we didn't... It wasn't a bad end of the relationship. No, it was, no. Uh, it was yeah. fruitful. They, we got we, stuff. Yeah. Santa didn't cut his... Uh, no, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, look, yeah. I mean, Santa we're talking was, about sacks before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe, you know, you thought, you know, I'll try the product and you're like, vroom, like oh my gosh, there's blood everywhere. <laughs> well, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I, re- I think they're pretty good. Mm. Oh, I was about to sort of like help you get them back as a sponsor and sort of rubbish them and, and talk about how they injured you just so like we could blackmail them back into <laughs> the right side of the ledger. Oh. But 
No, no. no you're I'm, honest. I'm I'm okay with it. We do have a friend that uses a, a an actual razor for his manscaping, and I would not recommend that. No. Could be Michael Mann on the street. I, I'm yeah. not going to confirm or deny that. No, it, so. it might be. It might be offered on the street. But, is he a um, swimmer or something? How no. important is it that he get like a, a physiotherapist? So I don't know. Oh shit! Now I've confirmed. I've definitely <laughs> confirmed who it is. <laughs> he doesn't listen. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to the business update. Uh, sponsored by Cats Accountants and uh, assisted by MCG Quantity Surveyors today, because it is Mike bringing the business update. Yes. That's Very, me, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it is yeah. you. Yeah. So, I'm, re- I'm really glad that we didn't go on Facebook Live because here I am looking at my phone for my own press release on news.com.au <laughs> because I can't remember the exact data off the top of my head. But let me give you the rundown. In okay. I think we talked about this maybe one of the episodes mm. where we looked at a thousand residential transactions. So property yep. investors buying a residential property. This was in 2019. Mm-hmm. So a thousand, so it's you know statistically significant data. And we found that the average distance between where people live and where their investment property was 293 kilometers. Yep. And we found stats that said, you know, 60% of people are buying within, uh, gee, 50 50Ks, I think it was. <laughs> yep. um, so here's a couple of highlights. It's, okay. it's changed from 294, I said three before, but it's yeah. four, to, to 559 during our latest, our latest um, sample size, wow. which was purely pandemic. Wow. So the reason why I wanted to do it is because we were like, okay, we had this this data that was before we even yeah. knew what a, what a COVID was. Exactly. Mm. Um, and now we've actually seen that it almost double the distance people are looking to buy from where they invest. Now, journalists uh, ask you the question, why? And you go, oh, God, why didn't I think that they were going to ask that? And, and like, I, I can't really tell you why, but I, yeah. I, I definitely have observed w- what I sort of see as like a bit of a sort of a, a bug out fetish, mm. right? I don't know if you guys watch those sort of doomsday prepper style shows mm-hmm. where they have those backpack go bags. Yep. And yep. Yep. I think it's hilarious. Yep. Good gear. And yeah. I want an under underground bunker just for uh, fun it yeah. doesn't yeah we all do yeah we all do it'd be a good wine cellar at the very least yeah. <laughs> but but i've had a number of buyers agents like talk to me that uh say matt knight on the new south wales south coast has said that he'll get you know calls from people in the northern beaches of sydney who like if you're in the northern beaches of sydney and you're in your house you're a rich person really yeah. yeah and they're sort of saying oh you know matt like every time i go in the lift to go downstairs i press the button and i'm sure it's got covid on it get me five acres mm. you know on the mm. south coast of new south wales so i can just get yep. away from all this stuff yeah so i, I think that weighs into it and, mm. and yeah i think so the big takeaway stat was that investors buying in locations more than 200Ks from where they live rose from 29.5% to 465 So it's literally double. Yeah. yeah. That's almost half of the investment properties being purchased are over 250Ks yeah. from where they live. Yeah. And Just to put that into perspective, how far is Newcastle from Sydney? Is it's it, about that. It's about right? 200Ks, 180. Yeah. So it's even further than that. It's... Yeah. Like Nelson Bay, yeah. as an example, from and Sydney. I, and, and I sort of thought 200Ks is probably a good cutoff to say whether you're going to inspect it or not. Mm. So if it's an investment property that's 500Ks away, you probably aren't going to go and True. look at it, True. especially during the pandemic, because yeah. you sort of can't, especially if you're crossing, crossing state borders. But you can yeah. drive a couple hours to go inspect something. Yeah, yeah. if you were buying a place uh, that's 200Ks away, you would mm. probably go, look, I'll just go to the open mm. one day because we're spending oh, every property's now 500 mm. grand absolute minimum unless mm. it's in some weird place. <laughs> sure. I wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you wish every property was 500 grand. <laughs> <laughs> what we did this this year in the data as well is we analysed um, where the most popular states were. Um, so Queensland was the most popular investment, de- investment mm. property destination with 37 yeah. point. Four four. Look at that wow. decimal place. Wow. Shows wow. it's real research. Very accurate. I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the point. New South Wales, um, thirty four point three one percent, and Victoria eleven point three one. And that okay. I think is an interesting stat. Like mm. Queensland, 
there's a huge price differential mm, yes. between what you earn and what the property prices cost. It's mm. just so, still so much cheaper than yes. New South Wales and Victoria, or I should say Sydney and Melbourne. Mm, yeah. um, it's it's rocketing up. But yes. there's, there's still value. Yeah. But then you look at Melbourne compared to Sydney. Melbourne is like the most locked down city in mm. the world, I think I heard recently, or mm. was. Yeah. So 11% of the purchases going into Melbourne. I, I think that's kind of that bug out thing. Yes. And our data has said that a quarter of the people that purchase an investment property actually live in it themselves. Okay. So there's a lot of people that, even though I don't think this is good investment advice, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of people thinking, well, I want something that maybe I'll move in. Mm, and for three like, months or something. Yeah. yeah. And if you think about during this pandemic, where did people want to be? Like it was probably more Queensland than mm. New South Wales and Victoria. Oh, 100%. Mm. They had no COVID. Yep. You know, you couldn't get in. Yep. It was all locked down. It was sunny. Sunny. The weather. That's mm, a real yeah. thing. It is a real thing, mm. especially for people in Victoria. Mm. I have a there's a buyer's agent in Melbourne that I was talking to, and she said, um, because I'm sort of single and in my 40s or whatever it was, uh, I go out. I got a rich social network. I'm always at wine bars. I'm never at home. So I decided just before the pandemic to rent a one bedroom apartment, and then I got locked in it, and I oh. nearly like died of cabin fever. Oh my god! Mm. Imagine that. Yeah. yeah, and the weather. And, and the weather. <laughs> yeah. You just got that heater on all the time. They're good stats. I love it. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, really I saw one of your other um, press releases through Domain as well. You guys do really good. We're everywhere. These. Yeah. Um, and and <laughs> I like it. There's some tips. But yeah, it was something along those lines of mm. people purchasing investment properties to escape lockdown. Yeah, that was the bug out story. Bug out. Mm. Yeah. So, so this data... I found that fascinating. Yeah, it came out just after the bug out, but I think they speak to each other. Yeah. Mm. And in a way, I found like one story, uh, or the way to make one story, two stories. So that's a tight answer. <laughs> I love that. Um, but what does that say about the future? Because that could mean Victoria... They're going to bug in. Well, Victoria could be, could be ripe for some investment because population-wise... Supposedly catching up to Sydney. Mm, so it's going to overtake, they say. That's it. Um, whereas, you know, Queensland, maybe there's still some value there, maybe less value to be had there. Um, they're getting the Olympics, they're getting all sorts of stuff. Yeah, out. Queensland is a bit of the, uh, the it place at mm. the moment. Brisbane's just such a good city, too. I like Brisbane a lot. It is lovely. But if all these people move there, Dan, would you still like it? Maybe. Maybe not. Well, ask this question again in five years. Ask it in five years. I won't care at that point. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll update my data. Yeah. yeah. Talk about yeah. that. Uh, all right. That's enough for the business update, Tim. Tight ass tip. Tight ass tip. Um, I've got a buyer beware, but also a tip. Oh, a buyer beware. Buyer beware. And I think I've used a tip like this in the, in the past, or if I haven't, mm. I should be crucified. Yeah. This is a fantastic tip. Mm-hmm. Price match. Mm. If they offer price match, use the price match. Mm. And I've experienced this recently, but it made me think of something else. So I, um, I went to a camping hiking store recently and they're one of my favorite ones, to be honest. Um, but I realized, and this was only because we're friends with the manager now. We go in so often. Mm. Uh, we bought a tent that was a display tent and he, he showed us how to um, take the tent down. <laughs> Right. We're still getting a good half an hour. <laughs> he really enjoyed it. So did, so did we, actually. It was mm. fantastic. Um, because now we know how to use this tent. I love tent shops, by the way. Just going in and walking through the tents. This tent we bought is for hiking. It mm. wraps up to be half the size of the Roadcaster. Wow. And wow, it's, that it's is impressive. like mm. two, two kilos. Wow. Yeah, it's a two-person tent. So it's quite small, like mm. a bit wider than this table that we're at right now. But much height to it? Yeah. Um, about this much height, maybe just a little bit more. You can't stand up in it. Oh, so it's like a it's slightly one those, bigger swag. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Mm. Anyway. Sounds like this one bedroom apartment in Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Sounds a lot like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he, uh, we were buying a cooker and he was like, oh, you know, just by the way, we do price match. So if you can find it cheaper somewhere else, then um, let me know. And, and he was like, all right, I'll, I'll leave it to it. Anyway, we, we did some research. It was $100 cheaper at another shop. And if he hadn't told us that, we would have blindly spent the additional money for this cooker. Is he still employed? This yeah. <laughs> He's like the manager of the shop. Great wow. guy, by the way. I think he needs you guys as accountants. Yeah. He's obviously <laughs> suffering from profitability. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so 
I guess when you see that a store price matches, mm. yes, make the most of that. But also on the other hand, if you regularly shop at a store that does price match, maybe anticipate that they are trying to charge you extra for some things mm. and that they're not the cheapest. To make because, up the difference. Right? Because there's a reason that they price match. Um, it's to it's an advertising ploy. It's mm. to make you think that they're so confident with their price um, that there's no need to actually go look elsewhere. Mm. This is a poker bluff, right? They've, they've thrown all the chips in, yes, and they've got like two of those like cards that come with the pack that you're not supposed to use. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the jokers. Um, the jokers. I couldn't think of the name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so then so that was the cooker. Saved a hundred bucks on that. Then went back, had to buy some tablets for, for clean drinking water because we're going on an overnight hike next week in Kosciuszko and I can't nice. carry 10 kilos of water on my back, surprisingly. You're one of those charcoal straws. Yeah. No, well, you stick him in the river and just drink straight up. You put a tablet in, makes your water taste like chlorine, but mm. gets all the, the nasties out of it. Mm. That was $50 in store, found it online for 30 So he price matched to online? Price because, matched online. Because I've done this before and I've gone in and I've said, hey, look at this price I can get for this item. And they said, no, we don't price match online. It has to be in-store only. These days, mm. if that that is a bogus price match mm. if, if they're not matching There's also online. some like gray importers and things that they don't match against. So I've, I've yeah. tried to buy electronics that way and they're like, no, no, that's not. Sure. I've got a... I've got a, a bogus story about this too. Are okay. you guys trying to get Bunnings as a sponsor? Because I'm uh, about to rubbish. Them. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I hate Bunnings. We're I accountants. S- I saw them. I, s- <laughs> yeah. I saw this on the checkout. You know, with Craig Rucastle. Um, Bunnings will say like, if you find a lower price, we'll meet it, beat it by ten percent. Yeah. But they go. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Maybe we should get the line. We've already got the jingle. Um, they they contact say because of their scale and their ability to purchase inventory, they'll contact say like this is a made up story, but let's say Victor Mowers. Mm. They say, can you make you know that like X Y Z you've got? Can you make us an X Y B dash two of the same, so that when people go to try and get it by ten percent, different model. It's a, it's a slightly different wow. model. It's the same thing, and they've been doing that for years. Oh. Yeah. Those cheeky buggers. How's that for a sausage sandwich? Wow. Yeah, yeah, that is a big fat sausage sandwich. It's a real thing. Wow. That is... That's blown my mind. I think I recently witnessed this because I was <laughs> looking at Karcher pressure washers. Mm. I would not... And the one I found on the Bunnings website was just a little bit different to the one that was on the Karcher website. It's got a racing like, strap. Yeah, yeah, but it was just like a slightly different the name model. and yes. the pricing yeah. was different and I was, I was very confused and uh, I that's think it. that's what it was. Yeah. That's, wow, that's big sneaky buggers. Yeah, well, they recently screwed me over too. <laughs> Did because they? For a future tight ass tip, I bought some wall panels, mm. and there's a reason why that could save you money at the moment. AKA, there's a shortage of Jiprock, mm. just like there's a shortage of everything else. Um, and it's been sitting in their shop for like the last week and a half. They were meant to deliver it to me. Well, maybe there's like a sunset clause on the Jiprock, <laughs> and they're waiting it for it to go up two percent. Maybe now, this is an investment ploy. Like if you had a bought, say. Timber frames, yes. like three years ago, yes. 75% increase in construction costs for timber frames. Safer um, than bank shares. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, I, I heard about someone who's, who's involved with uh, like a PPE manufacturing plant in China. I think they do like surgical gloves, but because mm. of the supply, supply chain shortages, private equity firms have been buying like bulk shipments in advance and selling them for profit oh my god just that's crazy i mean that's sort of evil it is that, evil. Is, right? yeah. that is evil yeah like oh people are in need oh there's going to be demand <laughs> yeah. for yeah. this <laughs> we're yeah. all in <laughs> oh yeah all uh, right well that's a good tight ass tip tim yeah i no. like that yeah, i like that you. a lot well let's move on to our main topic yes that's it's why we're all here it's been a big intro <laughs> but let's get to the main <laughs> yeah. topic today which is well, we have recently come across something and uh, we thought this is a good excuse to get Mike back on the podcast. Mm. And it was fitting out shops for small businesses mm. um, because it is very niche. It's something that happens really regularly mm. on many different scales. Um, sometimes it's to do with lease holdings. Sometimes it's to do with a building that the business owns. 
Um, there's many different variables to it. Hmm. Sometimes they spend $10,000. Sometimes they spend half a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and more. <laughs> yes, exactly right. So um, there are big tax implications to this. And we thought, Mike, you are the man to guide us in the right direction. Thank you. Yeah. What a way for your viewers to listeners to drop off at 34 minutes and 42 <laughs> seconds. And for the poor people that are actually interested in this, they've had to wait so long. They had to, <laughs> had to hear about Santa's sack and Bunnings ripping people off. That's just the, what the podcast is. <laughs> I know, that's yeah. why you, you got to wade through the, the nonsense before you get to the real information. This is definitely my favourite <laughs> podcast experience. <laughs> and being drunk at some point, maybe on my fourth appearance, will we'll yeah. just... It'll just it'll be absolutely peaking. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, fit outs. Um, yeah. So there's yeah. a couple of there's a couple of things to, to note here. So like a lot of people don't realise that you don't have to be the owner of the building to be able to claim depreciation deductions. If mm-hmm. you know, so there could be a dwelling that has more than one entity inside it, and can often yep. be three because there could be a joint entity that yep. is the landlord. Yeah. So you can have multiple entities claiming depreciation for the different things that they own, or yeah, they may wow. even own it in common, right? Mm. So if you think about a typical example, which might be, let's say it's just kind of like a cold shell fish and chip shop or one of those restaurant cafe style mm. things, the, the landlord might have had, who knows, it could have been in the past a, a chemist Mm. Yes. Um, and, and and then you're coming in and you're spending all of this money fitting it out and turning mm. it into something. Mm. So yep. all of the money that you're spending on physical assets and improvements to, to, the, um, to the premises to put it to the type that you mm. need to be able to produce income as your business is yeah. claimable. Yeah. It's going to fall under two different categories. It's going to be either Division 43, which is sort of the hard structural stuff, mm. or Division 40, which is the plant and equipment. Yeah. So Division 43 is going to be things like tiling and cabinetry. Yeah. Mm. If it's freestanding cabinetry, it, it can be plant and equipment, but yeah, people yeah. are often annoyed. Like, what about all these benches? Yeah, yeah but if they're sort of fixed. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's that's a bad news story because it's 2.5% of the value each financial year yeah. for 40 years. And mm. so people often call this capital works. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah it's just annoying. Yeah. And I think that's a mistake people make though um, because they go into it thinking this money they spent, they could um, claim it, especially with these new 100% write-off mm. rules, they can actually just write those off and, and save themselves a huge chunk of tax. Yeah. Um, but, but capital works deductions aren't, yeah. they don't fall into full expensing or small business pooling. Yeah, yeah. it's called yeah. an instant asset write-off. And yeah. the asset is like the plant and equipment yeah. asset. So we've done wineries before where they've basically written off like every single thing, like yeah. all of the, like the tractors, and the hoppers and you know irrigation assets and that was just crazy seeing like you know the accountant would say yes they're qualified for this incident asset write-off because we don't know businesses turnover and stuff Mm. but we like if people tell us yeah we'll plug that all in in the first year and you Mm. just go wow look at all the deduction year Mm. two awful yeah (laughs) but they don't care they want it up front yeah so so the plant and equipment items in in that example let's say it's a um you know a a fish and chip shop or cafe or something yeah. you, you've got all the cooking appliances you've got mm. the point of sale yeah. certain floor coverings like vinyl is plant and equipment whereas mm. tiles isn't yeah, right. you know the kitchen exhaust hoods they're mm. very expensive bits yeah. of kit they could be yeah. the air conditioning fire mm. services yep. furniture mm. I could go on yeah. um, but those are the things that you really want to tease out and that's mm. the biggest mistake that I see is that you might pay a fit out company 200 grand to do it and they might itemise one or two things mm. but they're not not quantity surveyors, they're not tax depreciation yeah. specialists. They'll just plug a couple of bits and pieces in. Same with a builder. If they give you a depreciation schedule, they'll yeah. go, you know, we, it was 280K to build. Yeah. Here's your hot water system value mm. and your carpet yeah. value. But they're also often supply values they're not yeah. the total installed cost value because yes. someone has to physically an electrician has to come in and fit that yep. cooktop into True. the restaurant as we know with assets you can claim the costs to install that asset yes. as it's part of total, the depreciation total installed cost mm. yeah so so then um so that's that's my next question i suppose so someone's gone and done a fit out half mm. a million dollar fit out let's just say it's a fast food restaurant yeah um is it too late then if they've got no paperwork from the person that did the fit out indicating the, the pricing for everything? Yep. Is it too late to get you guys in to then um, do a report on that? So no. That, no. No. Because it, and that's essentially what 
so that's how it works. Like you guys can come in and you'll just point at the bench and you're like, <laughs> who who guesses what? the price is right? You what know? way to demean my entire profession. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to come off that way. That is that to me that's exciting because Come on. You don't uh, have to overcompensate. But no, because as as an accountant, um you just see the cost go to an expense account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's not exciting. Mm. No, but to me that's stressful because I see that and I'm like, ugh. If I don't get a breakdown of these costs, which just, I know the client can't give me. It's just 2.5%. It's that's not right. A, not a good res- not yeah. as good of a result. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, th- and that's an interesting point, I think, in and of itself. Like we can't, let's say it's a given cost. Um, we can't say you're going to get more depreciation deductions over the 40 years. It's mm-hmm. the same, but it's the front loading of those yeah. deductions. Mm-hmm. So let's say you've got some plant and equipment items that have a 10-year effective life. Under yeah. the diminishing value method, that's a that's a 20% depreciation rate. Mm-hmm. Or if it's an eight-year effective life, it's going to be a 25%. Mm-hmm. That's I should have done that from the beginning just because that's 10 times better than a Division Mm. 43 asset. So if you're not teasing that out, you're not getting it. And Mm. you might kind of think, well, it's the same over 40 years, but like who who wants to wait 40 years to get this thing? Mm. And in 40 years' time, the value of it is diminished. Like if someone said, I'm going to give you 100 grand today or you can decide to have it in... 40 years, yeah. you'll be like, well, that might actually be worth 300 grand in mm. 40 years. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a different show. Well, and 40 <laughs> years, like let's say um, this is a fast food restaurant in a large shopping center. Yeah. Their shop is not lasting 40 years no. in that shopping center. Give it five years, mm. they'll be refitting out yes. that shop. And, so. and it's, it's unlikely that the cash flow to pay for those things is over 40 years either. So exactly. the benefit you're receiving back doesn't equate in the same timeline as the cash outflow to pay for it. It's a good mm. point. Yeah. It's so, point. so bringing it forward will then help pay for it, really. Yeah. Yep. And and the example that um, you bring up, Tim, about things not lasting 40 years, even plant and equipment items that have, say, a, a seven-year effective life, we speak to retail outlets, some of them franchises, where they say it's mandated that every three years all of this stuff is yeah. redone yeah. because there's certain franchises where you don't want to go into, let's say, a McDonald's and they're mm. like, like that that table is from 15 years ago. Like yeah. I remember the ad and the yeah. disgusting car. Like yeah. It's always got to be fresh and happening. True. So a lot of these places that I would probably say are more sophisticated or they have better accountants will mm. say, we are going to self-assess our effective lives. Nice. These assets, yeah. according to the ATO, Commissioner of Taxation, TR 2021 slash mm. two, whatever it is for that particular <laughs> year, it says seven years, but yeah. it's going in the bin in mm. three years. Yeah, it's, nice. it's reached what the tax office calls functional obsolescence. Yep. So as long as you're not selling it or putting it in another business where it's part of producing income, if it's going mm. in the bin, like you can scrap the residual value, but it's probably better to just re reassess that for yeah. the period that it's in place. And that's a further way to front load the deductions. That's yeah, a very that's good a, tip. That's a really good point, actually. What about... Um, so in the example that, that you're talking about, a, a fast food restaurant that mandates that every so often you do a refurbishment based on the new branding that we're doing. Let's just say it's every five years. Yep. Um, and you do have those capital works items. Do 43 items. Yeah, that are, that are 40-year life. Can you reassess those to the shorter period if it is mandated that in five years' time you've got to gut the entire thing? There's an argument to say that, that you should be able to. Yeah. Um, whether the tax office would say, well, just scrap the residual value the rather than yeah. doing it. It's something that I see really only ever in, in plant and equipment, yeah. reassessing. Because yeah. it's, you know, they do say you can self-assess your effective lives and, and capital works don't necessarily have an effective life. I mean, mm. they have a 40-year yeah. life, but it's not yeah. sort of the same. Yeah. So it's a good question. It would probably be more of a of a scrapping thing yeah but yeah. you could i prob- expected yeah because because when you self-assess an effective life let's say it's a it's a ceiling fan they mm. say well you've kind of got a point to some evidence mm. so a, a lot of the effective lives come from things like manufacturers warranty so if mm. a ceiling fan has a five-year warranty with every manufacturer the tax office is going to say well that's probably about the point where it wears out mm. yeah um 
you've got to have some sort of evidence to say this has no functional value after mm. three years because it's going in the bin mm. or because we use it in a way that doesn't reflect the calculations that you've done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so so the, the tip here really is, let's say you do a fit out and it's half a million dollars, get you guys in <laughs> to yeah. come in and assess it. And if there's... A hundred grand of that's actually plant and equipment. Then you, then you mm-hmm. can you can either assess the life of those things or, or use the the mandated ones, and you're going to mm. front load the deductions, yeah. and then the rest of it. Even if you are going to scrap it in five years' time because that's what you're required to do, at that point, do you then scrap it and and go yeah. from there? Yeah, yeah. and and I, I think uh, another important thing uh, to note when it comes to the the entire fit out is that um, we have to use given costs if they're available, but okay. often they aren't the total installed costs, mm. but we are qualified to estimate where the costs aren't there. Okay. Because often um, someone might just say, it's 200 grand to do the fit-out works and here is the scope of works and here is the finishes, but there's no value. Yeah. So you don't have to just chuck 2.5%. You can get someone like us who the tax office recognises as qualified to estimate yep. costs. I mean, that's the degree that we do. I did yeah. a Bachelor of Construction Management and yeah, I'm, a, right. I'm a construction cost economist if I want to be fancy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love that. I don't drop that very often. <laughs> that's just for you guys. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So yeah. we're qualified to, to estimate that breakdown. Yeah. If, if it's given, we can't. Like the tax mm, office says, yeah. you, well, you, you can only claim what you've paid. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if there's a breakdown within what you've paid and you don't mm. know what it is, we can calculate that. But it's got to be fair and reasonable. Yeah. If you're spending 200 Okay, we can't say, well, there was a hundred and ninety nine thousand dollar oven, and the rest is tiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, where does the threshold come in for a small business then that's doing a fit out mm-hmm. um, in terms of the value uh, to get a depreciation schedule? So, if they're spending ten thousand dollars for their yeah. fit out, as opposed to the half a million example yeah. that we used before well if you think about say 40 grand worth of works worst case scenario is two and a half percent you mm. know it's a thousand dollars a year yep. worth of denu- deduction so when we talk about say old resi properties yep. that have been renovated we'd like to say well at least 40 grand worth of work and we mm. can probably yep. make something happen yeah but but with commercial fit outs it's probably less about the value but more about the um the level of documentation because mm. you might have a 60 grand fit out that is really just lighting and carpet and paint true, right? and true. you could have those line items yeah. and it's not worth paying me money to tell you what the true. breakdown is because you can look at it and you probably could apply your own sort of preliminaries and mm. consultants fees over that mm. to work yeah. out what the total installed costs yeah. would be if those are supply costs yeah um so the documentation is is key but if you feel like i mean you can go to our website and see all the residential plant and equipment items we mm. don't put the commercial ones on there just because there's too many mm. but you can go to the ato and type type in you know ATO effective lives yeah. and see your particular category so yeah. there's categories for you know cafes and restaurants yeah you can see okay well I've got that I've got that I've got that I've got that yeah. like there's there's value in the breakdown but mm. that is a bit of homework I would say talk to your accountant and and talk to us and like we would we would just do that for free we would yeah. say there's 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 actually you've got so much of the information go back to the builder and say like can you break this cost down that's probably enough yeah so really like if if it's it's got to be sort of 40 or 50 grand if there's no breakdown yeah and if it's higher than that it, it you know it, chances are we can add value but we, yeah. we do that sort of exploratory test to see like yes. is it worth using us mm. so um and you know because in small business it's not perfect right um and people follow tim's tardust tips so Sometimes they do the fit out themselves. Yeah. Um, so when people do their own fit out, they're buying things from Bunnings. And uh, so I have seen a expense account on profit and losses before fit out. And it's just Bunnings, 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 yeah. Bunnings, Bunnings. Yeah. Um, so then um, in that instance, is, is there some element of benefit around the supply or install cost um, that they could get? extra depreciation or anything like that or is it capped at what they've literally spent yeah i I like it when you ask me questions that end in good news stories (laughs) (laughs) because there's there's all you know you always get that story about like i put a kitchen in and like i'm a kitchen guy and it would have cost the person 30 grand but i did it for eight correct so like so that's a 30 grand deduction right i'm like well let me see 
Did you did did like <laughs> Tim's Kitchen invoice Tim the man as separate entities and yeah. did you pay that? That's the only way that that could yeah, really work. So you exactly. can't you can't claim your labor. You can only yeah. really claim what you spent. Exactly. And, and what you're talking about there happens all the time. Like I'll, I'll see you know receipts and it'll be like you know a six pack of beer and we're like oh we can't really claim it. Oh we had to say thank you to our cousin Terry who came and installed the thing. I'm like oh, that's a lovely story yeah. and yeah. Terry deserves that six yeah. pack. There's an argument to say he should have got a carton, but that's. <laughs> That's not my concern. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So that's a good answer to that. You've still though. saved money by not paying exactly. the labor. Yeah. Exactly. But that is that is a very typical small mm. business question. Mm. Um, it's like, well, I'm you know, I installed kitchens and I installed kitchen for my own cafe. Mm. Why can't I claim the cost of that? Mm. Well, you're also not making the income from installing yeah. the kitchen in mm. your other business. So if you have a mate that owns a kitchen business, maybe you could do his and mm. he could do yours and go a bit of a swapsy. Yeah. But then you've got to invoice and pay tax. Yeah. I don't mm. like this is your area of expertise, mo- mm. but not mine. I, I don't see as there being any benefit to doing that weird sort of stuff. No, Richard. especially if, if um, yeah, the deduction that you're getting is not a complete reduction in tax. It's, it's reduction in income, which then relates to the tax. So exactly. you, you're not, you're not getting the full cost as a reduction in your tax, mm, you're just yeah. getting the dep- um, tax rate. But also, business owners, that's a that's another moral here. Mm. If you're really busy and business is good, focus on growing your business mm. and bringing in income mm. and pay a professional to install it for you because yeah. you can depreciate it. It's like people fear the stick more than they want the carrot. Yes. Mm. Um, yeah. That's never going to make like a quote card with inverted commas <laughs> with Mike Moore on my face sort of we'll going. Put, we'll make one for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> However, there, there are some times where you can do tricky stuff. Here's something that is about to happen. There's two penthouses in your area. I don't want to share too much about it that okay. are being uh, bought off the plan by doctors. Okay. And they're going to live in them, but... They're not going to live in their own ones. They're going to go, I bought the one on the left. You bought the one on the right. I'm going to go and move into yours. You're going to go and move into mine. And their income producing properties, they're going to claim deductions. That's pretty good. Claim their interest payments as tax deductible. I mean, that is... pretty good. It's so cheeky that it's sort of like, Mm. almost like I don't even want to say this while the red light is on. (laughs) But like, they also now pay capital gains tax on any growth in it. That's true. Unless it's their main residence. No, no, because they're renting it to the other. Oh, yeah, Yeah, you're saying. They might have moved in and then moved out. Six year rules and there's a bit of. I get what you're saying. But still, I mean, it's not as simple as it sounds either because what if one of the doctors is an absolute slob and puts Mm. holes in the wall and. Yeah. And does operations in there that he shouldn't. <laughs> I, I hope that's true. And I get to come back and share the bombshell. He did an appendectomy that went sour. And <laughs> I bet one of those doctors is the one that gave you that script over the phone, Dan. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Sounds like it. Dial a doctor. <laughs> Have we got time for one more point on this? Or yes. Are we, yeah, we got because one thing that I see all the time um, when we're talking about um, shopping centres especially or, or landlords that are wanting to secure a tenant, they're paying a mm. landlord contribution. This is a good point. Uh, yeah. And in most leases that you see where there's a contribution, there's actually a requirement for the beneficiary who would be the lessee. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yep. yep. The person renting. The person renting. The person yep. renting has to actually get a depreciation schedule so they can say, you gave me X amount to fit it out. Here mm. is a quantity surveyor's report yep. showing what's in there. Mm. One thing that comes up all the time is people go, all right, well, they paid 100 grand and I put in 100 grand. Now we've got this $200,000 deduction with various plant and equipment items. Like, And then they say, well, like... Um, we both sort of can't claim the whole thing, so yeah. let's split it. Let's split it up, mm. and then we might sort of say split it in half. And they're mm. like, "Well, hang on, like, but what if I got the plant and equipment items, mm. and we just gave them the Division Forty Three stuff?" And you know, there's a lot of things that I'll do for a bottle of wine, <laughs> <laughs> but this probably isn't one of them because there's too many headaches, right? So, You're the middleman. Yeah. So, like, that's an that's an important thing to to consider. It's a very important thing. If they haven't thought about it, you could sort of say, "All right, well, 
I was required to get this report. Um, I've gone to the extra effort of getting them to split it in two. So here's your report, yeah. and and I'll hold on to my one. Yeah. You don't need to see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There, there are ways that you can probably manipulate that in your favour if the landlord doesn't realise or doesn't care. And a lot of time they actually really don't care. I can imagine. If they're big entities. Yeah. Well, they just don't realise. That's mm. brilliant. But we can't say, all right, well, you get the oven, mm. he gets the exhaust fan, she, you yeah. know, she gets the point of sale. Yes. We can't, we, like, we sort of, we just do it on the whole thing. Yeah. We, we can do that if we're told, but like, nice. we don't get to decide. Yeah. There's, there's interesting things like that, but I think that's actually going to be more and more regular. Um, so I'm really glad you raised that point because I have heard many stories recently of large shopping, retail shopping centers offering long-term leases with a um, bonus payment at the beginning, literally yeah. paying the money um, or contributing towards the fit out yeah. um, and then even offering them like rent-free periods and things like that. So, mm. um, Well, they've been stealing money from them for years. <laughs> That's true. Time they, time they give back. <laughs> uh, this, um, this sounds like a Bunning style yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> it does. We're going to give you all this money. Aren't we great? Too good to be true. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, um, that's that's a really, really good point. Um, in that instance, uh, getting that depreciation schedule is going to be so helpful, but also splitting it out mm. is going to really help. Mm. So um, there's a hot tip. That's a great one. I think we've got some good hot tips from today. Yeah, mm. I think, uh, well, I mean, it's just something that people in business don't think about mm. when they're fitting out their shop. They mm. just think, I can claim all of this cost mm. just as and they can just write it off now. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you can't. Mm. Potentially, you can. The instant if asset write-off is yeah. just... That's been an absolute goldmine for small businesses. Mm, yeah. And yeah, it's got to be plant and equipment. Yeah. And I think that's probably going to stay in place for a long time. Like every budget night, yeah. we're extending just the extend thing. just extend it. Stop well, extending it. Just legislate yeah. it as a thing, right? Full expensing will be interesting to see what they do with that come budget time. It's, it's meant to end 30 June. Yes, mm. I imagine they're going to that get might. rid of that. So, what what will be the cap then? Is it that they've extended it to one hundred and fifty, which is sort of pointless with full expensing? But mm. um, are they going to bring it back down to thirty? So, in other words, go and buy vehicles ahead mm. of thirty June. Mm. Mm. And Maybe. and then there's like the turnover caps. If they're going to play with those, do you remember like the first one? It was like ten mil, yeah, and then it went to. 50, 50 now like a billion or yeah, 50 billion yeah. or something yeah, yeah. yeah. now it's like all basically right. everyone but banks yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like the tax office equivalent of like a hold my beer sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> <laughs> how high can we push it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yet the capital gains small business concessions two, still two still mil still two mil is that right that's inadequate it's not a small business it's, anymore it's becoming inadequate mm. that turnover test mm. yeah, yeah that annoys go. me put it to 10 that really annoys me put it to 10 yeah anyway that's another podcast. Well, let's, that, that finishes our main topic for today. Do we have other things quickly? Absolutely. My other thing is the war on drugs, <laughs> uh, which is a great band. <laughs> no, I'm not an American president. Right? <laughs> um, awesome band in America called the war on drugs released a new album. It's sort of like Bob Dylan, eighties, um, disco rock. I just sort of look at the hair and I work backwards. And, and, and this is ba basically where I've landed. Yeah. And, and you know, I want to confess too that, like, I've, I've been giving you shit, Tim, since I first came here, but it's really born out of envy. Like, oh, I, like I've always wanted hair. Like, I have hair, but have it's, plenty of hair. I can't do anything with it. Yeah. Like, oh. I'm not going bald. It's, if anything, it's a preceding hairline, but <laughs> there's no style. I, got, de I debate that. Have you ever grown it long? I don't think that's legally allowed. <laughs> I, I, I recently, uh, over the over the lockdown, I, I grew mine a bit longer. It was nowhere near Tim's. Mm. But it got to the point where it was like, I'm fairly clear now, it's all diminishing returns for me from this point. <laughs> like the, the longer it gets, it's just going to get worse. You're still getting some returns though. Diminishing. <laughs> very, very quickly. You could do something with it because like my problem is that it's thick, right? It'll just get big. Mm. Whereas yours is thinner. Mine's like, quite like thin. Like Tim's, it'll go down into a style. You, you could get like a Michael Bolton. It just started going out like this. Real quick. Yeah. It was more like, more like Doc from the Back to the Future movies. Mike, I want to see you back in a year's time and not have cut your hair. That's well, what I want to see. Well, I'll have to be drunk for that. <laughs> <laughs> for the for entire, entire year. year. Yeah. 
So uh, you recommend that band, Tim? Yeah, they've got a new album. Mm. Uh, I recommend it. Go check it out. Nice. The War on Drugs. Nice. Um, my uh, other thing this week is something very near and dear to my heart, actually. Um, something that um, I recommend you all check out when the need is there. And that's uh, antiviral medication. <laughs> Speaking of check drugs. It out. Check it out. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just something to, to be aware of. It's giving you a new lease on life. New lease on life. Um, things are looking up for me. So <laughs> antiviral meds. Shout out. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Mike, do you have something, anything to recommend? Oh, look, I just always look at the property investors and the, the decisions that they're mm. making. I, I say be careful, take your time, do your mm. research. This mm. is a big thing. It's not a barbecue conversation. That's and true, that's true. I just can't help but see it all the time and, and empathise. And a lot of people are buying brand new properties and that's a place where spruikers can live. So just Yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true. Mike, yeah, what do you careful. mean? I need to build this giant property portfolio. I'm just going to keep getting more and more loans. And, and yeah. house prices will never, ever drop. No, it's too big <laughs> ever. to fail. Too big to fail, ever. <sighs> So, yeah. my advice, just go buy more. No, don't. Yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like printing money, yeah. really. Oh, you, what do you mean you don't own 10 properties? Tim? <laughs> no, no, that's a good one. That's cool. a good one. I like that. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh... If you want to get in touch, twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com at two drunk accountants on all the social medias. Mm. Join our Facebook community group, Two yes. Drunk Accountants Community. Uh, make sure you send any nominations to the drunkies because we will be doing those next week. Yeah. Do you have any nominations, Mike, for the drunkies? Or? Can be any category that you've made up. Oh, or is real. look, actually, I had a, a friend of mine send you guys a message about how to pay less tax because he's making too Bitcoin. much money. In I actually crypto. saw that message. I'm, I'm not sure if we've responded to him yet, but <laughs> yeah. we do intend to. That could be an episode. So, yeah, yeah. very good episode. I yeah. think the Bitcoin roll, gold rush has, mm. has got to be in the mix somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so we could choose maybe worst or best Bitcoin. Uh, well, crypto. Crypto. <laughs> or, ma- or maybe like weirdest, weirdest sounding altcoin. Yeah. Some of yeah. them like, can get like dolphin coin and dolphin. all yeah. sorts of yeah. weird stuff. Or even Doge. The drunky coin. Yeah. The drunky, drunky coin. coin. Drunky coin. Oh. Yeah, that's a big one. Let's make a drunky NFT. Now, oh, we should. These wa- these drunkies can be NFTs. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, actually, it's not that hard to do that, I don't think. We should do it. And the backdrop. Yes. Sell like the rights to that image that I see right yeah. now with like my socks McLaren poking out the top the of the bag. Oh, that'd be amazing. That's a great idea, Tim. All Let's right. talk chat about this afterwards. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, Mike, if they want to get in touch with you, with you, where do they find you and your services? Yeah, yep. where do you live? Oh, <laughs> Address number one. <laughs> List of fears and schedules. <laughs> Care of. Yeah. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Uh, MCG Quantity Surveyors. You can Google that. And Mike mm. Mortlock, if you can spell it, you can probably find me. Nice. Beautiful. Perfect. All right. Thanks for seeing everybody and we will calculate it.